about church. I just can't get enough. house of the Lord tonight. You know, I'm glad that uh, we serve a true and living God. You know, to see That's young right, people man. up here telling the word, telling it right, not sugarcoating it. He's right. Not, he shouldn't sugarcoat this. That's right. You know, tonight we'll be in uh, John chapter number four. Verse number six. When you're there, say amen. amen. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the wall, the, on the well, on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus, Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest? Ask his drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. If only the world knew what gift God has sent to us. If only the world knew that they don't need, they don't need drugs, they don't need alcohol to fill that void. They don't need... They don't need lust. They don't need sin in their life. They need Jesus. If only they knew that sin, sin is only fun for a season. You know, Brother Barry Spears talked about it. And I hear my dad say it all the time. Sin will take you further than you want to go, right. keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. Sin will take you down a road that you never thought you would have gotten down. Verse 11 says, The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. You know, whosoever drinketh of the water of the world, they'll thirst again. The only the water of Jesus, the only the water that Jesus sends to us shall give us, shall take away our thirst. No, read verse 14 before I get into that. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. The water that God sent to us, Jesus Christ, he, he, he will take away that void in our life. He'll take away, take away that sin in our life that we... He'll take away that oppression and that anger, that anger that we have towards everything. He'll take it away from us and He'll make us never have to desire those things of the world. Verse 15... The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, unto her Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five, five husbands, and whom thou ha now hast is not thy husband. And thou saidest thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped him. Worship in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour that the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye now know not what we what know not we know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. The hour, God is looking for those who will take a stand on this word. God is looking for those who will not go lukewarm and go the other way. God's looking for a child of God to stand in this time because God's getting ready to wrap this thing up, how this word is going. God's looking for someone to take a stand on the word and to preach the gospel out to the lost and dying world because if we don't, who, how, how are people going to get into heaven? Say we, we don't get up, we don't go out in Conyers, how are people going to hear the word? If we don't continue to have our doors open every Sunday and Wednesday, how are we going to get people into heaven? And if we don't continue to do the work of God, how are people going to get into heaven? Verse 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ, when he is come. He will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, that I that speak unto thee am he. And he that he upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man saith, what seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men. You know, when people hear of God, they need to... I'm going to read 29. Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did is not this the Christ. 
Once you hear of that man, you're, one, you're going to want to leave those things that you've done right. behind. You know, the Bible says, if any man be through Christ, he's a new creature. Right. Old yeah, things right. pass away, behold, all things become new. Once you hear about this man called Jesus, once he changes your life, you're no longer going to do them drugs, drink that alcohol, hang out with that ungodly crowd. You're going you're gonna to want to go tell other people about him. You're going to want to go tell people, come hear of this man named Jesus. Come hear of the love that he has spread for us. Come hear about how he died on the cross for our sins. No, we don't longer have to worry about going to hell. Come hear about the man that... That's right. Come hear about the man that gives us everlasting water. You know, tonight, if you're, if you're going weary of... It, if you should continue to walk in this straight and narrow path, you should. You should go tell people about come, come see a man because imagine if you know, there wasn't a preacher to tell you to come see this man and you never got it. That's all I got, preacher. It needs to be told again and again and again. Jesus saves. Amen. Let me, let me tell you something, friend. As long as there's somebody lost outside those doors or even coming inside these doors, we need to tell it. Jesus saves. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, then you should find Exodus chapter number four. Got a simple, simple little thought. I just want to mind the Lord. I went home and, and prayed for a while and asked the Lord where I should be, and this is where he's got my heart settled. I won't read the whole chapter for sake of time, but I... I I want to draw your attention to something here. In Exodus chapter number 4, God is coming to Moses. Verse 1 says, And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And verse 2 is where I want to get my text here. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, a rod. I'd like to take my text right here in verse number two where it says, what is that in thine hand? I'm telling you, we all bring something when we stand before a congregation. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, preaching the word of God is such a serious, it is a serious thing. Yes, it, is a, it is a serious job. And Excellent. if I could put it this way, he's saying, what are you bringing to the table? What do you bring when you come up here to stand before God's people? What do you bring? Do you, do you bring prayer over the message you're going to? Do you bring time in the word of God? Do you, bring, do you bring the spirit of God? Do you bring God with you when you come to church? Do, do you take this as something as serious as it is? Somebody's life could change forever tonight. Somebody could hear a message tonight and trust Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven tonight. That's how serious this is. This isn't something we do for show. This isn't something we do just because, you know, what we're called or anything like that. I'm, I'm telling you something, friend. We do this because we love people. Right. And I'm telling you if, you, if you can't love the people you're preaching to, you need to stay in your seat. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, if I get up here, and I'm telling, I give every preacher, every deacon, everyone in here authority to say this. If I get up here and I start just doing this just for myself, sit me down. Sit me down. Call me to an altar. This is not for me. This is not. I wrote this note down here. So every sign that was given to Moses in this chapter was for the benefit of others. He didn't, he didn't get the ability to throw that rod down and it become a serpent so he could go around and say, hey, look at this. There's a snake down there. He didn't get that sign where he put his hand in there and say, oh, look at this leprosy. All that was just so that they could see God had put his approval on a man to give him God's words. So that when he went before Pharaoh and that staff went down and it turned into a serpent, there was somebody who said, hey, you know what? God's on that. God has approved that. God has blessed that. And when they wouldn't hear him, he put his hand in his, in his bosom and draw it out leprous and say, you know what? I am coming to you from God. I don't just do this just so y'all can look at me. And if I ever do, please, I'm telling you as, as a friend, come tell me. If I ever seem like I'm trying to get too puffed up in my head, please rebuke me. Please, I'm, I'm, I am serious. The serpent, the leprosy, the blood that if they'd never hear, you take the water out of there and you turn into blood as he poured it on the ground. All that was so that they could see God had approved someone to bring his word. And I, I wrote this other thing down here. Preaching can be the most selfless or selfish thing you can do. 
I tell you, you don't have to be saved and in this long to realize that there's people that are trying to do this for a career when you don't see the you, when you don't feel the hand of God on them. You know that they're getting sermons off of an app, off of the internet and they're just downloading it. And you see, you know, you got 16 churches with the same sermon title on the sign. Friend, I, I read this most unusual thing. We preach on that, and it's ought to be preached on. I read Charles Spurgeon say, he said, some of these men go to, go to a place and they pay somebody to write a sermon for them. It's the most abominable act. It ain't nothing new under the sun, is there? Hallelujah. You ought to be getting alone with God in the closet, wherever you pray. You ought to be in touch with him. You ought to hear from him. This isn't just something we do here saying we can do a book report on it. Hey, I'm all for teaching. I'm all for teaching from verse to verse, line upon line, precept upon precept, giving the word of God. But friend, if you, you can be as straight as a gun barrel and doctrinally sound and as dead empty as, you can, as it is. Friend, I'm telling you, we need the power of God in here. And we need it to not be selfish. We need it to not be filled with, with our, oh, look at me, look at me, so I can take a picture and get me a meeting and everything like that. We ought to be doing this because we love people. Hallelujah. Friend, I'm, t I'm telling you right now, it is getting near the end of time. We must be in touch with God. We must be prayed up. We must be studied up. We must go for him. There is no time to waste to put on a show. There is no time for a show. It is time to get close to him. It is time to bring messages that have been prayed over, wept over, studied over. And I'm telling you, you ought to be surrendering yourself wholly to God when you stand up here. The reason why we can't be selfish, selfish is this verse right here. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6 and 7 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He's shown that light when he opened your eyes and he shined that light into your heart is so that you could go tell them. Hey, you remember, you, it's like this. You remember that man who got saved? Go and tell your friends. Well, you know what? When you got saved, guess what you need to do? Go tell your friends. Hey, yeah, let's say after you get saved, you went up to your buddies and said, you know what, I went to church last night. Oh, you went to church? Really? Yeah, I got saved. Hey, you ought to come see this man. You ought to come talk. You ought to come meet him. He'll change your life too. I know you dirty more dirty dog than I am. You need to come see him. You need to come see a man who can do everything for you you could never imagine. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Now take heed to this verse. We have this treasure, this, the light of the glory of God, all that he has done for it. We have it in this earthen vessel, this, this earth suit we put on, as some preachers say. That the excellency of the power, when God manifests himself, is not of you. It is not of you. It is not anything of you. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. What is that in your hand? When you stand before men, women, when you stand before a congregation, when you stand before that lost person, are you bringing time in the word of God? Are you bringing prayer? Or are you just bringing, yeah, I'm doing this because I just do it. Friend, we ought to get serious with God. And we ought to say, you know what? What am I going to bring to the table? What is going to be in my hand? I'm going to live right and let God bless it. Hallelujah. I thought about this, even as a young man stood, and he began to talk about the woman at the well. I told my wife we left here <clears throat> Wednesday night, and Brother Andy had just finished, and I was, that's right where I was, where he, where he left, I picked up off that, and I began to think about it all day long, even as we were getting ready to come this way, but as he hit on what the woman at the well, how when Jesus told her all that she had done wrong, he don't say she went on her way. How she went straightway. And she began to tell everybody what this man named Jesus Christ did yeah, for her. And I thought about it all week as men and women began to stand in this church and had to give their testimony that yeah. how that's what God gave us down on the right, inside. Right. That how we can stand for an account yeah. for what how Jesus did for us in our lives. And how April 26, 1998, 
How God came by my way. I was 11 years old. I hadn't been convicted all week long. We were in spring revival. I seen my sister run the aisle every night, bawling her eyes out. But that Friday night when God got a hold of me, I couldn't take it no more. And I thought about it more and more this week. And all that time that I went, I ain't going to stand up here and say I lived a perfect life. I got outside of church when I got grown. Uh, my mom and daddy loved me so much. They had me in Sunday school. Uh, they had me in church every Sunday. Uh, but when my, I moved out of my own house and got out on my own, I told my dad, I said, well, I can do what I want to do. I'm a grown man now. I don't have to come to church on Sunday. I don't have to do these things. And it began to come easier and easier in my life. I don't walk further and further from the Lord. Uh, but one day after a while, uh, all those people at the church, uh, they begin to cry out my name, uh, my wife's name, uh, that we'd be in God's house on Sunday morning. Uh, and it became such a burden in my life uh, that I had to get back that way. And I stand to tell you today that I asked God to come by my way. I said, God, put me in my Bible more. I said, God, let me work for you more. Uh, he began to bless me to teach Sunday school. Uh, he called on me to preach. Uh, but I ran from it, Brother Terry. I ran from it, Tracy. I ran from it every time. And I was down in the field one night. We just found out my mama was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. And I told my wife, I said, you see that tree? I'm going to go down there and I'm going to pray for just a little while. I began to call on the Lord's name and say to work in this in my life, dear God. Will you do this for me? Will you do that for me? He said, you know, I'm always here, but I've asked you to do something for me. I thought about that all week long as all these men stood that gave a testimony and account. I'm thankful to be in God's house tonight. I'm thankful that He called me to preach. I'm thankful that He's mindful of me every morning. I'd have lift my old ragged head off a pillow. But I thought about it more and more. Even as these men begin to stand, I had some scripture that God laid on my heart. We might get to it here in just a second. But I thought about it more and more. That woman at the well, she went back to where she was from. And she began to tell all these men what Jesus Christ had done for her. He told me all that I had done. Straightway they went. How to meet this one named Jesus. How, but if you read on a little bit further, it don't say by her account anymore. It says by their own account how, that they could call on the name of the Lord, how, that they believed this was the Son of God. How, but I thought about it more and more. I got a little bit of scripture over the 25th chapter of the book of Matthew. And even as just what was preached on, how that was sat in your hand. I always come back to this for a little while that. Uh, the, the scripture reads like this, starting with that the first verse. Uh, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Uh, but the wise took the oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slept and or all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out and meet him. Then all the virgins arose, and they trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us. And ye, and you, but go rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they were went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went with him into the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for, we ne for, for neither the day nor the hour where the Son of Man cometh. I feel like that's where the Lord will have us to read tonight. But I thought about that scripture, Brother Tracy. The whole way as we came this way, they said five were wise and five were foolish. High five took their old with them and five didn't. I thought about those five wives. That's all us today that are born again. Uh, we made the right choice one day after a while uh, to serve a living God, uh, to serve the one and only true God. Uh, there's many gods out in this world that men want to speak of. Uh, but ain't none of them got no power. I always go back uh, all the time. And I think about uh, how could you serve a God that's just so dead? I see God working in my life every day. Every day that I wake up and I see birds flying or birds singing, I see... I see deer out in the field or anything. How they're all still doing what God commanded them to do. How we're the only creatures that walk around and change our path. But I thought about how these five wise and these five foolish. How it don't say that the five wise stayed awake. It don't say that the five foolish slept. It said they all slept and slumbered. How that's God's people today. 
How we sleep and slumber all the time. How we don't want to go out amongst the world and tell them about this man named Jesus Christ. How we don't want to show or give a testimony or account for what he's done for us in our life. And I think about it every day that I wake up. How one more day, one more opportunity, Lord. How one might come by my way. How that could tell them what God's done for them in my life. How I thought about it all day long, even. How I went down to Richie and Scarlett's house yesterday for just a little while. How we weren't talking about things in the world. How we began to talk about the Lord. How that guy back there I've known my whole life. How we didn't go to church together. He didn't grow up in church, but I did. Is there any difference in us? No. Because he met the same one that I met one day after a while. How, but I'm thankful that I can go to him anytime now. And I can talk to him about the Lord. How we don't have to talk about the things of the world anymore. How, and I thought about it for a little while. Even as these five wives and these five foolish, they slept and they slumbered. Uh, Jesus came by back that way. Uh, when they sounded the sound and they woke up, uh, the five foolish began to panic. Uh, we ain't prepared. We ain't ready. I'm going to tell you here, lost person tonight, uh, this could be the end. Uh, this could be the last night uh, that you could be found out in God's house. Uh, this could be the last time. I hate to say it like this, but I've known so many. Uh, you might get in the car. Uh, with your mom and daddy tonight. And you might not ever make it home. Uh, you might go home tonight. And you might not wake yourself up in the morning. Uh, you might go home tonight. And it be the very end. Uh, won't you be like the wise here. And have your oil ready. Have that lamp trimmed. And just have that reassurance. Knowing uh, that one day after a while. Uh, heaven will be your home. Uh, but I thought about it more and more. Uh, don't be like those foolish virgins. Uh, don't be ones knocking on that door. Uh, don't be standing there saying. Lord. It's me. Let me in. Because he's going to tell you he never knew you. He's going to come to you and he's going to say how the Bible tells us over and over again. Uh, Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. How uh, That's these five foolish versions right here. Uh, that's the five that didn't know the Lord. Uh, but let's quit being like these wise also. Uh, let's quit sleeping and slumbering. Uh, we got things that God has called us to do in our lives. Uh, we got lost loved ones. Uh, my family's ate up with them. Uh, my children are lost. Uh, it don't make me anything more special, Brother Tracy, uh, that I announce my calling to preach. It ain't like God said. Uh, answer your calling, boy, and I'll save all your children. Uh, that ain't how it works, because they have to work that out for themselves. I thought about it even as the uh, five wise tell the five foolish. Uh, you can't have none of our oil. Uh, we might not have enough. I stand before you tonight. I got just enough for me. I got just enough to carry me to the other side. I got just enough. Uh, God put just enough down on the inside. And that's all I got. And I thought about it more and more this week. And they answered and they said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I know you not. I don't be like these foolish versions that when God comes by your way and he tells you, I know you not. to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse Remember now thy creator the days of thy youth, while evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. When you're fighting the spiritual battle, battle people just leave down their armor and put it over there. But the main thing they'll leave down is the, is the sword. How many of you have your sword today? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's right. Good. No one forgot this sword. Um, when you're, fit, when you're fighting the devil, you would forget your sword, but you can't fight without your sword. Right. Amen. The thing you need to uh, fight the devil with and defeat him is the sword. Amen. The, the devil tried to um, tempt Jesus 40 times, and Jesus defeated him by quoting the scripture. Sometimes you'll just need, when you're fighting the devil, you just need to use your sword. Amen. Put all the worldly things behind you and walk with Jesus. If you lost here today, 
don't forget the don't forget Jesus. Amen. In Joshua, it talks about the victory over the Amorites. That's right. And if you will just and if you will just on, walk with Jesus and believe on Him, thou shalt be saved. Amen. So, and if you and if you get saved, then you would win the battle. Amen. I'm glad that I have a father who would walk with me and help me do the battle. I'm not walking this alone. No one said this would be easy. This is always hard. That's why people leave their armor ground right on these pews over here. I'm glad that I have a Savior who would walk with me all the way. Sometimes they're just need to give God all the credit. After the battle, just kneel down, kneel down on your knees and give God all the credit. us so much man I don't know it's just something about this place right here man I'm just telling you I've been to a lot of different churches I was raised in church I was I was raised who Jesus was wasn't raised in the right churches but I've never seen power like this or never seen any kind of preaching like this before I mean I'm just telling you all this revival we had this week man I'm, every revival we have and the preachers that say what they say about this place you know, Brother Barry, uh, Brother Barry said he couldn't do nothing but get back there and, and listen and just soak in everything that he had. You know what I mean? The Spirit of God, man. And this morning when he shows up and every morning, every time I come here, I'm telling you, I can get something from this. You can get help here. I, w I just wish that people would just grab a hold of what Jesus has for us. Grab a hold of what God has. Man, I'm telling you, this world has no idea what this, is, this life is like. Never thought it could, Never thought it could be for me. Never thought that these blessings were real, but I believe in it now. Yeah, I walk in it now. I know what God has for his people. I know God desires. Hey, it says, delight thyself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of thy heart. He ain't, hey, when you delight thyself in the Lord, your desires are going to line up with the Lord's. Right. Your desires, you and your Lord, you're going to have the same desires. You think he's going to desire to go out there in that world and get dirty and, and nasty? I don't think so. I think we know whenever our desires have lined up. Come on. <clears throat> I'm telling you, tonight I'm going to be in, uh, tonight I'm gonna be in uh, Matthew 11. It's a very familiar scripture. It's Jesus talking. It's in red. I think the whole Bible should be in red. <laughs> the Word of God. <laughs> the Word of God in the beginning was the, the Word. And the Word was with God. God. It says in verse 28, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden. It says, come, come, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hey, you can learn a lot about God and his word. You can learn who God is. You can learn what he's done for his people. You can learn the blessings of God, the promises of God. Man, to God, you can know the wrath of God, right. the grace of God, right. the mercy of God. Amen. But to actually know God, you must obey his commandments. He says, if you love me, you obey me. If you love God, you obey his commandments. You can learn all about God, but if you want to know God, you've got to obey and walk in what he has for you. You've got to obey God, what he says. Take, come, come, come. We're trying to stay so far away from right, God. Good, We're trying to get in, man, like Brother Leland Frazier. Don't, don't get in right here. When you don't, don't fall out where you get in, sitting on the edge. There you go. Don't get in where you got. Don't, don't fall off where you got in at. Get all the way in. Get all the way in. See what God has for you, man. He'll take care of you more than any any nine to five ever would. He'll take care of your family members when you can't see what's going on. I know. I know. Everybody can raise their hand right now and and, and say that God has taken way better care of them than they could have taken care themselves. Hey, God has watched over my family more than I could ever watch over them. When I think I know what's best, God shows up and shows me what's best. 
When I think that I have the answers, God shows up yes. and shows me wrong that I don't know everything. That's right. Hey, when I think that I'm raising my kids right Come and on. I might have to get something, and I and, uh, okay, I think I'm raising them right, and God puts his finger on something, and I have to turn around and say, oh, okay, that wasn't right. we got to go this way. God knows best. This Bible knows best. I'm telling you, God has taught me more in this. I bet, hey, like I said, November 6th, about five years I've been out of prison. Grace. God showed me grace. God showed me mercy. Hey, when I deserve, I'm telling you, guys that I ran with hand in hand are in the grave right now. Or in prison for life right now. I'm talking about my, some of my best friends as a kid, as a child, grew up with them, ran with them hand in hand. And they're not here to stand behind this. There, Some of them are out there. Oh, you see them walking up and down 138 pushing a buggy uh-uh. with stuff with their with yes. their house in it. Yeah. Those are people I know. Right. Those are people I might have went to school with. Why? It wasn't me. Thank God I had a praying God. I had a praying dad. I had, Alan and Tina was praying for me. Hey, I thank God I had people praying for me. Yeah, I had children praying for me. Hey, I know I, I, I Hey, I'm a prime example of a prayer request. Don't forget to put your hand up and ask for prayer. Hey, he says the very hairs of your head are numbered. Everything's important to you. Hey, he says in Genesis, he made them. He made the, he made the sun and the moon and the stars also. Jacob gave me this one the other day. He made the stars also. He just threw those up in there. Man, every detail is important. Raise your hand. Pray for your loved ones. Raise your hand. Hey, you always should have a prayer request. I promise you that. You need prayer. I need prayer. Pray for me. Hey, I got a prayer request. Pray for me. I need prayer all the time, every day, all day. If you ever can't find somebody to pray for, pray for me. I need prayer. I need it. Let me tell you something about, about come. Come unto me. Come unto me. That's what he says. In Job 14, 1 through 2, he says, man, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. Hey, in James 4.14, whereas ye know not what shall ye be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth a little time and it vanisheth away. Jesus is saying, come unto me. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon me. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean on thy own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him as a direct thy path. Hey, man, he will direct your path. He ain't worried about tomorrow. You shouldn't be. God's got tomorrow in his hands. I'm telling you. As the Bible says in Psalms Psalms 37, uh, 37, uh, 37, 23 and, 20, uh, 23 and 24 says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. It goes on to say in 25, it says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Man, your children won't have to beg for bread. You serving the Lord. If you'll pass this down, these old landmarks, these That's ancient true. landmarks, these, these, these things that we're learning today, if you'll pass them down to your seed, to your children, they won't have to be begging for bread. They can, you can pour those blessings right into their life. You can pour them right into their life. I'm telling you right now, I know what God will do for me. I know what God's done for me. I know where God brought me from. I know where he, where, the mess I was in. But I'm telling you, God is good today. I got a boy up here preaching. I got ones that want to sing in the church. I got ones that desire to come to church. I never was like that when I was younger. You couldn't, you, I didn't want to be in church at all. And I think these are, these are blessings that God gives us. Hey, man, we got a good church here, a good spirit that always shows up here. Hey, I, I think this is very important right here. This is very important. And it, and, and it is important to always, to always show up because you don't know when, when your child might, might get saved. Or you don't know when they might come here and get saved again. Or should I say not saved again, but they, they didn't get it the first time. You never know. Never know. So it's always important. It's always important to be here as much as you can. I'm telling you, it's, it, it's a good thing to be here. And I, I thank God for him showing up this week for us. I got a lot of help this week. I, I got to draw up real close to him. Time was crazy this week. Time, time, time. That was my thing. That was my fight this week. It was time. It was fighting the time. But hey, God got us through it. God took care of us. And he, he's always showed up for me, and I thank him for that.
turn over to Psalms 33. I'd like to say I, I love the Lord. I really have enjoyed the revival this week. It's, it's really helped us. Uh, it was a blessing. It, 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 uh, God showed us a lot of things. God helped us in a lot of areas. God spoke to us. Um, it amazes me how the, the men of God study and pray and bring the messages and how it, it's, it's fitting for everybody. Everybody, there's something always there for everybody. Uh, no matter what you're going through in your life, no matter what's, uh, what's going on there, there's always something from the Lord. In Psalms 33, uh, verse number 12, it says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he have chosen for his own inheritance. And uh, as I've been thinking and praying and studying and, and reflecting, and um, Brother Andy, I was giving him my testimony, and uh, he asked me a question because I told him I, I got in church and then I got out of church, and... Uh, he asked me, where, where, did I, where did it start? Talking about getting out of church. He said, was it your prayer life? Was it your Bible reading? And uh, I said, uh, no, it, it was spurning the Holy Ghost. It was the spurning of the Holy Ghost for me. Uh, now looking back, since he told me that or asked me that question, uh, I reflect, yeah, I, I stopped reading yeah, I stopped praying. Yeah, I started spurning the Holy Ghost. What do you mean, Brother Tiny, by that? When, when I would do things that I knew wasn't right and the Holy Ghost would, would come in me and say, you know that ain't right. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Uh, when preachers would get up and preach or uh, some of the men of the church would come by and, and, and give me a little rebuke and I didn't like that. I'm a man's man. I'll do what I want to. You ain't going to tell me. You ain't going to tell me. You ain't going to tell me. My pastor ain't going to tell me. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was. That's what happened. That's what slowly, slowly got me out of church, and that's what slowly, when, when, when you spurn that Holy Ghost, what do you mean by that, Brother Tiny? When that Holy Ghost convicts you of something, even when nobody's around you and the Holy Ghost convicts you of something and you go on your own way, it'll get a little bit easier and the Holy Ghost won't convict you next time. He will. The Holy Ghost will convict you, but it's a little less and a little less. God's a gentleman. He'll let you do what you want to do. But blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And, 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 and if, I'm telling you, Blessed is the family whose God is the Lord. Blessed is the individual whose God is the Lord. And that's what we need to see. We need to, as, as we was talking, we've heard Brother Richard, uh, one of our uh, uh, main deacons here, our chairman of the board of deacons, been here about, the, going on right at 30 years, ain't Brother Richard? Y'all heard me say this before, but he said, there's been times in his life where he, 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 something would just tell him he needs to move on. He said 60 times. He even put a number on it, yeah. 60 times. Whether he knew exactly how many numbers or if he was just putting a number with it, but 60 times. He's been here 30 years. Divide 60 into 30. So every six months, that, that demon, that, that, the devil's coming up trying to move him out of his place. Uh, you heard it. You heard it from, from Brother Matt tonight, how, how he was raised in church. We heard from Brother Darrell today how uh, they said, well, won't you just go on church down here? No, your place is here. Amen. This is your place, your, your church. Yeah. If you're a member of Calvary Baptist yeah. Church, this is your church. You don't need to go nowhere else. God's not sending you anywhere else. If God's going to send you anywhere else, he's going to let that man know. If you, if you feel like you need to leave the church, 
before you even do it or even continue to let the devil provoke you with that, you need to go to your man of God. And you just need to be honest with him. Hey, well, you know why you won't do that? Because you know what he's going to tell you. And that's how Satan works. He's subtle. He, he tried to trip up Jesus when he came and tempted Jesus. He, he tried to trip up Jesus himself. He's subtle. He knows how to do it. How many times have he come to me and say, hey, you, you, you just need to go on down the road. God can use you more down here. They got it going. Everything's going good. You can get over here to this little church. They ain't got many. Y'all can go in there and y'all go to work. Y'all can start helping. God ain't in that. God ain't in that. Uh, you, you can move away. Hey, I'm telling you, you be careful where you move to. You be careful. You, you watch them old westerns and all, and the first building they built was the church. Why? Because that's where people could come. That's where people was going to get help. That's where the blessings of God was going to come from. The church, the local church, your church. We got a church. You be careful of moving away. You be careful getting too far away where it'll become a burden on you. Well, it's too late. Well, it's dark. It's cold. It's hot. It's raining. You need to be careful. You need to be careful how far you move away. You need to be careful. I'm telling you, I've, I've had, in, in my business, I've had other people reach out to me and say, hey, I can get you this job out here in Texas. They need a man like you. And he says, you want me to hook you up with that? Nope. What do you mean? I said, my church is in Congress. Well, you can go find another church. There's churches everywhere. Yep, sure is. There's other churches. There's churches throughout this land. But it's not your church. Right. It's not your church. You leave, you read Ruth. You leave and you go down there to Moab, and I'm telling you, there's going to be destruction. Right. It don't matter. It don't matter about a better job. It don't matter about higher pay. It don't matter about status and and, and, and you'll be big down there. You'll be good down there. Uh, the mighty things can be done down there. It don't matter. Mighty things are being done right here in my, my house. My house. You understand? You should say that too. My house. If you're a member of Calvary Baptist Church, it's my house, right? Amen. Whose house is it? My house. You got to be careful because he, he, he'll trip you up. He'll do these things. He'll... He'll, he'll get you, he'll, 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 I, I'm, I'm just going to be honest, I, we've looked for a place up in the mountains before, just to, just to uh, get away, we was looking at a little trailer, put a deposit down, agreed on the price, had it made and the deal fell through, why? Because that would have drawn me away, right. yeah. I'd have went, I, well, you know, it's, it, we ain't checked on the place in a while. We got to go up there. And you know, it's, it's two hours away, so why don't we just go to church up there? No, you won't be in your spot. That's right. You won't be at your church. My church, my church is going on. I'm going to be in my church. Amen. 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 If my church is going on, I'm going to be Amen. in my church. Unless I'm sick, Lord forbid, unless my ox gets in the ditch every now and then. But how many times in a year should your ox get in the ditch? Maybe you need to quit pushing him. <laughs> Maybe you need to uh, put his feed back on this yeah. side of the yeah. ditch because he's crossing to get over to that other side. But that's where we're at in today's society. We see th this world is so wicked and we're so close to the end of time and, and no man knows that, but you can just see the signs. What's going on over in Israel? What's going on in our in our... Uh, the White House and, and, the, and the Senate and the House. It's just sickening. It's sickening. And our numbers are getting fewer and fewer. Well, I ain't going to tell you, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord no matter what. If, if it comes down where they, they just say you can't go, me and my house are going to serve the Lord. But it's better when we serve together. It's better when we, we hear others' testimonies and others' Get up and say, man, give praises, give praise report. Uh, when, when, when they're going through some valleys that you got, you know you got people praying for you. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. 
Blessed is the church whose God is the Lord. Blessed. It's blessed. But I just watched. I watched how, I watched how, and, and like I say, most of y'all know my testimony, and, but I worked all the time, 78 hours a week. So I worked all the time. Wasn't there for, with my kids at night. And, and so what I'd do, I'd take them on vacation. We'd go to Disney World back when you could go to Disney World. We go to the mountains. We go here. We go there. We go to the fair. We go to Six Flags. We go to here. We do. We do all this. <clears throat> Started camping. Well, I was hunting. I was hunting all. When I wasn't working, I was hunting. My wife was griping about that. So, y'all believe that? Wife was griping about that. So, I listened. It's okay. So then, then I started playing ball. That's how I got going to church was through the outreach of softball. Got going to church that way. Got saved. And then slowly and surely, now, now we buy us a camper, buy us a tent, buy us a pop-up, buy us a big camper, buy us a bigger camper, buy us a bigger camper. <clears throat> and well, we'll go, and this is inside a church. Five to 12 families. And every holiday we'd go. Labor Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of July. Every long weekend we'd be gone. And we started out, we said, well, we'll get together. There's enough of us, we can get together and we can have church. It don't work. That ain't the way God set it up. We had church. We worshiped, we prayed, we sang. A man preached, but it was not sanctioned. It was not sanctioned. But now I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. They in it. We're, we're, we had some great times. There's pleasure in sin. Brother, Brother Bear, you remember him telling you about that? There's pleasure in sin for a season. <clears throat> now we're not going. Now we're going camping, but we're not having church. Slipping off drinking when the when the girls would go to bed at night, somebody would bring some. We go over there and slip off, ruining our testimony. Remember that spurning of the Holy Spirit. Just being honest with y'all. And then I was telling I was telling Brother Andy about how we started coming down here to Calvary. And Brother Tracy would preach on country music, and I'd get mad, and I'd go out that door, and I ain't coming back. I didn't say that, but I did in my heart. I didn't tell my family that. They could probably tell it the way I was driving on the way home, though, but I didn't tell them that. Come back, two or three weeks, I'd come back. It'd be good, so we'd start coming again, and he'd preach on something else I was doing, probably gambling, because I was a big gambler, losing my house payments and stuff like that. The problem was I was pretty good and I won most of the time. That was the problem. <clears throat> and then my daddy was murdered. And uh, that was in 02. And that was, and he asked me, he said, what was the changing point that brought you back? And if I had to put a finger on something, it was that. Because now all of a sudden I'm in a weak moment. I'm not that big bad man anymore. I'm not the one that can whoop the world anymore. I'm the one that was mad and bitter and <clears throat> upset. And God's just dealing with me. God's dealing with me. And I know most of y'all ain't never been through that, but what happens is when, when a crime's committed like that, Jonathan might know, but you have these raiments, you have these court dates. So every three to six months, you was getting off work to go to court because you wanted to see this man get the death penalty. <clears throat> and it just stirs up. It stirs up. I thought of ways that I could kill him. I read in the Bible where it talked about Heap up coals on the enemy's head. I didn't read that part where it said too good to him. I just like that part of what I wanted. 
And uh, believe it or not, I leaned on that the wrong way, but I leaned on that for a long time. And uh, but God started convicting me. God started searching out of my heart. God started showing me where I got off the path. And God told me, I'm here. I never left. I was going down the road. I was in that little gold Toyota pickup truck. I told you all that before. It's just like what you see on the, on the cartoons where there's a little devil right here and there's a little angel right here. Man, I'd get over, the devil would get a hold of me and I'd be just wanting to annihilate that guy. And I'd start crying and the Holy Ghost would pull me back this way. I'd be crying and begging God for help. And I'm going down the road and I'm being torn back and forth, back and forth. And I said, God, save your soul. And if you ain't got nobody to go, send me to him. And I'm telling you, instantly, 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 that, that, that old devil went away. Kept coming down here to Calvary. Kept seeing baptism after baptism after baptism. And I got baptized when I was 19 years old. That's what they told me I was supposed to do. I was supposed to get baptized. I was supposed to join the church. You're baptized into the church. Your membership comes through the baptism. You're baptizing into the church. So I did that because they told me that's what I needed to do. But I never realized about the down with the old man and up with the new in the likeness of Christ. And God started showing me. He said, you're on the throne. And all I'm asking you to do is let me be on the throne. You are on the throne. You think you've gotten what you got from your works, your wheeling, dealing, your buying and hustling, your gambling. <clears throat> he said, but I'm the one to give it. <clears throat> and he was asking me to make him Lord of my life. At 19, y'all know my testimony, I got saved. At 38, 19 years later, he became Lord of my life. I'm now in the third 19th year, and I'm excited, and God's doing a lot of things. And <clears throat> We're in a valley, y'all know that. But even in this valley, I got peace. I got peace, and I normally shake too, and I ain't even shaking now. I got peace. I, I don't understand it. it. It passes all the understanding. But, but we're going through a valley more ways than one, and I don't want to go into all that. But blessed is the nation whose God is Lord, the Lord. Blessed is Calvary Baptist Church because Jesus Christ is Lord here. I thank God for my church. I thank God for every one of y'all. I miss y'all when y'all not here. When y'all not here, there's a void. I told y'all about when I went up there to turn a hill. Uh, Buddy Shepherd used to say, this is the last time we can worship this way, this, this time. If we, if, we, if we burn it, if we miss it, we miss it. We can't go and get it back. I miss y'all. I pray for y'all. Y'all are always on my heart and always in my prayers, each and every one of you. And, then, and I want to go out. I want to go out of this old world, running the race, fighting the good fight. I, I know sometimes y'all think Brother Tiny gets gets mean and gets mad. I get mad at the devil. But I, I love you from the bottom of my heart, but I'm thankful where God's got me and got our church and what he's doing. He's, he's given us a man of God that's not a hireling. He, he's, he's, he's not, uh, I don't know the word for this, he's not jealous. 
He's not uh, afraid to, to bring in strong men with the God, uh, power of God on them. Because he knows it's not his. He knows it's God. He knows exactly where he is and where he's supposed to be. We have these revivals three times a year. I'm thankful for that. We have vacation Bible school. I'm thankful for that. We have a Christmas play. I'm thankful for that. We had the parade. I'm thankful for that. Fix and start a prayer deal. I'm thankful for that. I'm going to tell you that's going to be a challenge to Calvary Baptist Church. First thing I thought was, oh my goodness, middle of the night? Hour? This is your deacon now. Just being honest. If you be honest, you probably thought the same thing too. Let me hurry and get the early ones or the late ones. I'm going to get the one that my man of God tells me, here's where I need you. Whatever, whatever slot that is. I'm excited about it. Because it, it's, it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna rub that old flesh. It's going to... It's going to draw you up closer, man. I, I mean, I, I got goosebumps all over me. It's going to draw you up closer. The devil's going to attack. They mentioned it tonight. You got you, you in a battle. You got to put on the whole armor. I told you, Satan tried to tempt Jesus. Satan tries to get our deacons, uh, the, the, the older men that's a little grave and, and little, little, been through some things that you would just think would be rock solid and Satan don't bother them no more. Yeah, you know, he does. If you're doing something for God, he does. Now, if you ain't doing nothing for God, he probably don't. Why? Because you done spurned that Holy Ghost. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my church. I'm thankful to my Lord. I'm thankful for my salvation. And I love each and every one of y'all.
Somebody say amen. 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 amen.